Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good for me to be here with you. I hope you feel that way about being here with me because I enjoy being with you. The Lord is good. He's blessed us. He's graceful. He's merciful. And we give him praise and honor and glory. Tonight we're going to have a time of devotion. Then we're going to go to a time of prayer. It's very important uh, that we continue this to do this. And uh, it changes things, it helps things, and uh, it gives us the encouragement that God is for us and that God's working on our behalf. And we need to gather together like this to be in this thing together and, and to help one another. Uh, in a way of a prayer request tonight, I want us to remember Debbie Morgan. She's in the hospital. They're running some tests on her, so we really don't know what's going on just yet. But keep Debbie Morgan in your prayers, please. Okay? So this time, I want to remind you also, if you've got tithes or offerings, you can drop them in the offering boxes on your way out, uh, as you do each week. And uh, this time, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come tonight in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We have come tonight, we've gathered in your presence as one. Father, we come to bind together and agree together, Lord. And Father, and pray. Father, because we know that you are a God who answers. You are our very present help in times of troubles. We know that we can call upon you. We know that we can cast our cares upon you. And we come here to do that tonight, but we also come here with the heart of thanksgiving. We simply want to pray, and even in our prayers, thank you, God, for all your many blessings that you give to our lives each and every day. Thank you for our families, Lord. We thank you for this church, God. We thank you for, Lord, leading and guiding us and directing us in the path of righteousness, Lord, for watching over us. All those things, Lord, we count blessing and privilege. Father, tonight we're going to gather for a time of prayer as we come together, Lord. We know that you're attentive to our prayers, and tonight we're going to petition, God, and we're also going to praise you, God, for all the goodness that you give to us. In Christ's holy name, amen. At this time, we're going to go right into our devotion. If you would, please welcome Sister Janet Thomas. No, I got, I got all three of my messages in here for tonight. Oh, since you said I had extra time. No, I said, good thing I brought that extra message, huh? <clears throat> God is good, and um, I'm excited about what I'm going to be sharing tonight, and I just kind of want to get into the Word a little bit. But uh, I have had this uh, song on my heart for the last couple of days. Of course, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to do it like you guys do and sing out of tune. But um, I... I uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, did I say that out loud? Uh, but anyway, I, <laughs> I've been singing, I've been thinking about this song all day, all week in my heart about there's joy in the house of the Lord. And so I'm doing a study on joy. And so tonight I'm going to talk about joy in the house. And it's so important to ask yourself about, you know, is there joy in your house? And, you know, the Bible talks in Corinthians that we are the temple or the house of God collectively, but also individually. So we should have joy, joy in our house. And so we're not going to talk too much about happiness and, and being blessed, which I, I love that part too uh, about uh, God. But I want to talk about joy in our house and ask you, that, ask you the question, is there joy in your house? Now... I want you to think about it. 
even in the midst of everything that this world is going through, in all of our troubles, and all of our tribulations, and, and all of the circumstances, and everything that's going on, and even some of this really crazy stuff that we can't figure out what's happening, you know, does God really want us to have joy? Does he want us to be a joyful people? Is there a reason for it? And yes, there is, and that's what we're going to see tonight in the Word. Not only does he want us to have joy and happiness in our life, but he wants us to be full of his joy, to overflowing. And not just full to overflowing, but to a joy that's unspeakable that you can't even imagine. And I have to say, there have been times in my life that I did not feel the joy of God. But the wonderful thing is, is you don't have to feel joy because joy is really not a feeling. It's an inward thing that really happens to us when we stay connected to God. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit uh, tonight. So I don't know if you have your Bibles, but if you don't, in John chapter 15, we're going to talk a little bit about Scripture tonight and what the Word says about the vine and what it says about us being connected to it and how joy has its purpose in that vine in that connection. And that is so, so important as Christians because if we don't stay connected to God, then we're in trouble. We're in big trouble in these last days because the minute that you get disconnected, the moment that you lose your balance, the moments that you fall away or that you have been plucked out or or went um, maybe been um, encouraged to go a different direction, that's the moment that the enemy is there to steal that joy in your life. Because remember, he is a person or he is the one that comes to steal to kill and destroy. And so that is his purpose, and he's not going to just let up because we, we um, expect him to. He's going to let up, and we command him, and we tell him, hey, I'm connected to the vine, and God is um, the one that gives me this joy. So this joy is exactly what Jesus gave us. And as I begin to study, I realize that joy is a gift. It's a gift to us. And we see that. Um, in his word. And at, because it's a gift, I would encourage you to em- do everything that's within your power to embrace the gift that he is giving you. Because in this day and in this hour, we cannot afford to to allow the enemy to steal our joy. There's a reason we have it. There's a reason why God is giving it to us. This joy transforms our life, and because it does that, then it will influence all of those that are around us. The Bible tells us now in John 15, 11, and we're going to break down some things, but I want to go right to the scripture in the King James. And he says, these things have I spoken to you, that my joy may, be, may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. The Amplified says it this way. I have told you these things, that my life and that my joy and delight may be in you, and that your joy and gladness may be full measure and complete and overflowing. Now, I really like that interpretation because has anybody ever had anything that has overflown? Have you had a bathtub overflow or a water sink overflow? Well, the other day I was putting in one of those little fizz things in my water and I was shaking that up. I don't think you should do that. (laughs) I shook that thing up and I took that lid off and you know what happens? Anybody know? I mean, it come overflowing. 
And I had it um, close by to some of my papers. And what happened is that overflowing then affected everything that was around me. I had some of that stuff on my refrigerator, some on the floor, some was on pepper, some was on me. <laughs> it was everywhere. And it was overflowing. Well, that's the kind of overflowing joy that God wants in your life because there are people in this world that are seeking and needing answers and they need hope and they need to see God's joy in our life. And it's okay that we have it. God wants us to have it. It's our strength. It's what gets us through troubled times. It's what gets us through all these, these dark things that are happening is this joy. And when it is overflowing, and we all know how do we get to that overflowing? Out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible says, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow, out of the things, you just got to keep putting it in and keep putting it in and keep putting it in. And um, I can tell you, it's just like um, uh, my grandson one time when he was spending the night at our house, he decided he wanted to do his laundry. I didn't have any arguments with that. So he did his laundry and he said, Grandma, my laundry's in the, re in, in the um, washing machine. Could you take it out and put it in the dryer? I thought, yeah, I can do that. So I go in there, and I open up the washing machine, and I took out laundry and took out laundry and took out laundry and took out laundry, and I promised there was laundry in there that wasn't even wet. He had so much laundry. He had that thing crammed full of clothes. I don't even know how his clothes got cleaned. I pulled clothes out that still had dirt on them. So I told him, I said, um, I, I don't know if you did this on purpose or what, but it was overflowing. You have really messed with my washing machine. Don't do that no more. There's too much stuff in there. But overflowing does that. It's going to happen when we just keep on and keep on putting in our life and keep pouring, keep pressing and keep putting it on. We're going to become overflowing and hopefully to the point that we'll explode with this joy that God has in our life, that it'll affect all of those that are around us. So let's look at some things about overflowing and what Jesus says in this scripture here when he said, these things have I spoken to you. So what is he talking about? When he said, these things have I spoken to you. What is he referring to? Well, let's just do a little bit of reading first. And in, in uh, John 15, 1, he said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husband or the source. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, and that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine and no more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. That, that's a good one for us to hang on to. He's the vine and we're the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. I like that because that's like overflowing. It's not just brings forth fruit, but there's a lot to say about much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So if a man abide not in me, he's cast away as a branch and is withered, and the men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done. 
So herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. There you go again. So that you can be my disciples. And as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So continue in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in them, in my love. And even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. So he talked about a couple of fruits of the Spirit in there, love and joy, which go really good together. But he said, if we do this then his joy is going to remain in us. So what is it that he's wanting us to do? Well, first of all, we have to understand that we have to stay connected to him. We cannot disconnect ourselves from the things of God. And it's so easy to do that in this world if we're not careful because there's so much deception out there. And if you don't know who is who is your father, if you really don't know who you're connected to, you could get, get disconnected and get yourself in a mess. And we have seen that. Dave and I both have seen that in people's lives, that, that they got off on things that didn't have anything to do with the Word of God, but it sounded good. You know, there's a lot of good things out there. There's a lot of good things that sound good. But when you get into it, you find out it's not God. It doesn't have anything to do with God. And so now you find yourself disconnected, and we don't want that to happen. So we have to realize that Jesus is the true vine. If we stay connected to him, then we're going to naturally bear fruit. Now, when you study that word fruit, and we're not talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We're only really talking about tonight the spirit of joy, having joy in your house. But when you look at the word fruit in the Hebrew, it means karpos. And it means fruit that is ripe and ready to be picked. In other words, it's fruit that's been through the course. It's, had, it's been planted. The rain's come. The sun has come. The, the fruit has matured. And now it's ready. Now, isn't that good news? How would you like to go to a tree and try to pluck some fruit out, and when you get ready to go get it, you find out it's plastic? You're like, what? I mean, that would be a miracle, I guess. See, God doesn't want us to have plastic fruit. He wants us to have fresh fruit. He wants us to have fruit that has been planted, it's been watered, the sun's been there, it's been developed, and now it's mature, and it's ready to be picked and eat. See, we're leaking vessels, so we're constantly want, we're going to constantly be picking from that, from that tree, that fruit. We want to make sure we're using our joy. We're using the things that God has given us. So I really thought that word was very, very interesting because we want to bear natural fruit. And I tell this to people sometimes, you know, when I minister to them, I'll say, you know, we do have different kinds of fruit. We have the plastic fruit, the rotten fruit, and the fresh fruit. Uh, which one do you want? Well, the plastic fruit looks good on my table. Matter of fact, it lasts a long time. I haven't found one rotten piece yet. <laughs> it just looks good. Yeah, my bananas are yellow, my oranges are, are, are orange, and my apples are red. You know what I mean? They look good. You come to my house, and there's a, that, that looks good. But what's wrong with it? You can't eat of it. You cannot partake of it. And now, I do have a couple bananas that are fresh, and they're getting rotten. I don't, for some reason, it's not appealing to me to eat a rotten banana. I just, I don't even want one, you know. Blech. So, I'm like, well, that's not working. I've got to stop at the store and get some fresh fruit. 
natural fruit, good fruit. And that's what God is saying. He doesn't want us to be artificial in our joy or artificial in our life as we live for him. But he wants us to, to partake of his uh, vine or be part of his, the vine naturally. And, and then that's what he's asking us to do. So if we stay connected to him, we're going to naturally bear fruit. Because you cannot have, what does it say, sweet water and bitter water can't come out the same. You can't have, you know, it's going to, you're going to bear good fruit connected to him. So anytime you do something that you think, wow, this is not good. I, I don't know what caused me to do this. Me might want to check. Did you get disconnected? Sometimes we can get disconnected. We don't mean to. It happens. We have to constantly check ourselves. The other thing he says, our heavenly father is the vine dresser. And the vine dresser is so important because they're going to go, and they have a very important work at hand. I mean, they're going to have to go around and pick up those branches and pick up that stuff and make sure that the things that are falling are taken care of, that the, the vines are taken care of, and that they're trimmed. It's an important job. But it's God that's the vine dresser, and he owns us and he cares for us. Because he's a vine dresser, he cares for us. So I don't have to worry about if somebody else is trying to, uh, you know, tell me what to do. I'm going to do what the word says. That's what's important. So he said, God removes anything that hinders our usefulness and he trims our weaknesses. And you can see that when you're looking in, in this word here. He said, anything that is not of him, he gets rid of it. So I always say, hey, if I look a little stubby, just it's okay. God is trimming me. <laughs> I'm going through the process, you know. I'd rather be a little stubby looking and God trimming me than him cast me away because I haven't been stuck to the vine, you know. And he's going to take away those things that aren't useful, things that may cause harm to me. Now, my opinion and his opinion of what harm is, is probably two different things, you know. Hey, I need that. That is, no, don't do it. You know? But God's going to take those things away from us because remember, he's the vine dresser. He's the one that's going to take care of us. And so it's so important. So it's so, so important. So we also ha have an understanding here that our job isn't to artificially push fruit out. And that's where we talked about the plastic fruit. But to stay connected to the vine. And if we let his word abide in us, then he promises that he will do what we ask. God created us also to glorify him by bearing much fruit. And obedience is so important in this. And it, it, it gives us the understanding that Jesus gives us only one condition to staying connected to the vine, that we must obey him. And if we remain, if we are to remain in him and receive from him and reproduce from him, then we need to be obedient to him. So joy helps bring love to that fullness through obedience. And that's where, you know, we need to understand that. We need that joy because joy helps us through the other fruit of love to bring us into that obedience. So what was Jesus saying here? And I wrote this in my Bible, that Jesus was teaching us how to be fruitful so his joy will remain in us. But we have to stay connected to the right source. So Jesus is teaching us that we had, in order for us to be everything he wants us to be, we have to stay connected. 
even when we're tempted to go astray. Now, you know, I know I'm speaking to the choir here, but I can tell you I've been a Christian 48 years. And sure, the enemy, he, he, you know, he's not my best friend, but he would like for me to go astray. And sometimes when we have tests or trials or adversities or circumstances or things happen, or maybe things happen that we didn't expect, if we're not careful, our joy will be stolen. Other parts of our fruit that, that we're supposed to bear could be, could be stolen. And it's not that um, we wanted it to happen purposefully, but it happens because we lost, we lost our focus or we got a little disconnected. And so it's important that we just stay in that, in, in that vine. So he's saying stay connected. Don't give up. Don't pull away. It may be tough. It may be tough. And, you know, sometimes it is tough. We don't understand. Oh, my gosh, I wish I, you know, I wish I understood a, a lot of things, but I don't. I don't understand things. And I don't know that I have to understand everything, but the most important thing to understand is the fact that God has it under control. And as long as I can stay connected to him, then my joy is going to remain full. It's going to be constant. It's going to be there all the time. I may not laugh all the time because joy and laughter is two separate things, and joy and happiness. They can be closely related, but they're, they're, they're still two separate things. And by nature, I'm a happy person. But there's been times when I've been happy and not, ha- and not really felt that joy. Maybe something happened in my life and I felt I got, was getting disconnected from God. And God's saying, you know, get back in here. Get back in here and get connected. Stay connected so that you can um, have the strength that you need. So, you know, it may be tough, but God will always give you that strength. And that's what his joy does. His joy is, uh, is so awesome, and there's a lot of different kinds of interpretations, but I was looking at the um, Greek word, and chara, and it really means calm delight or cheerful or inner gladness. Because you can have joy even when there's nothing to be happy about. And that inner gladness, that inner strength is what we need because it helps us stay on course. It helps us stay connected to God. It helps us to know what is true and what is not true. It keeps us in, in the vein of God of where we need to be. So happiness, what is it? You know, it's based on circumstances. It's based on things. And we hear that all the time. You know, well, if I had a, a, a new car, I would be happy. If I, you know, if I had this, I would be happy. And the Bible even says in one scripture, happy is the man whose God is the Lord. But when you go in and do a study on that and you look in the Hebrew word of that, he's saying that word happy really means blessed. And that word blessed goes far beyond happiness. It's talking about prosperity and inner peace and strength. So when you read in the Old Testament and it speaks about, you know, being happy, go in and do a word study and you'll find that word happy really means being blessed and it goes deeper and far beyond being happy. But yes, God wants us to be joyful and happy people because that's how he made us. It's a witness that we can have to a lost and dying world that God is still God and he's still on on the throne and we don't have to worry and fret about what is going on. We can be thankful that I'm not in control. 
I might have changed a few things. But after we were reading in Job, man, I got a conviction when God said, I didn't see you hanging any stars. Where are you at? You know, I'm like, okay, I got the message. You know, God didn't have any problem telling Job, I didn't see what you were doing. Where was you at when I did this? Kind of gives you a little humbling experience, doesn't it? Especially when you think you might know more than what God does. But joy is not determined on our circumstances. That's what's so important to know that. You know, what we're going through right now is temporary. Our eternal um, destination is something we have to keep our eyes on the goal. And we cannot lose track of that. And, and when people try to come in and, and say, hey, you know, you're, I'm the vine dresser and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You need to say, no, uh, no, you're not. You know, I'm going to trust what God's word says because I want that joy in my life. So we know what joy is, but how do you keep joy and how do you keep it full? You know, that's a challenge. So one of the things that the Lord was speaking to me about is that, you know, we are leaking vessels, you know. We are constantly, you know, that fruit that I talked about that's on the vine that's ready to be picked. You know, I can't say, well, I walked in love yesterday. I picked that fruit of love, and I never have to use it again. <laughs> no, I hope and pray more love is growing on the vine. More love is growing. More, more patience and peace and goodness and joy and strength and self-control. More is growing. And as it grows more and develops more, guess what? I'm going to be picking it more. I mean, going down to the apple trees and picking those things. And, and I've done that before. I mean, one time when I just had Trisha, she wasn't very old at all. I had a neighbor who had an apple tree, and I wanted some apples. And she said, go pick them. Now, I went, I don't think I'd try that today. It would be a little scary. <laughs> but I did. I took, a little I took a little basket. My expectations must not have been very high. But I took a little basket, and I filled that basket full of apples. And then I decided I'm going to make it make applesauce. So I worked all day long peeling those apples. And I mean, I worked and worked and worked. And when I got done, I had two little jars of applesauce. <laughs> I, I, I was like totally stressed. <laughs> you know? But, you know, what I, what I did, I could go back and just keep picking those apples and keep picking those apples. See, we're going to have to sometimes... We are using those gifts that God has given us, and we're going to have to stay connected to the vine and allow more fruit to grow so we can have that fresh fruit in our life, constantly in our life. So we are leaking vessels. So to stay full, we have to stay connected to the right source. And it says in verse 5, Jesus is the vine, and we are the branches. And as long as we stay connected to him we um, and allow him to bear fruit, in our lives, we're going to bear a lot of fruit, and we're going to have much joy. We're going to be overflowing. So some of the things that can help us tonight to stay full of joy is, the first one is, is walk in the light of the word. When you go in and read in 1 John, there's all kinds of good scriptures in there. It talks about, you know, the, the light of the, being in the light and the darkness and stuff. But when you talk about staying in the light of the word, the light is so important. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So for me to have joy, I need to know where I'm going. I need my guide. And the word is my guide. And it's a light. And it's going to show me. It's going to show me. 
if I'm not doing right. If, I, if, I, if, if my fruit is turning rotten, <laughs> if I need to, if I've been disconnected, if I need to, uh, you know, go to God and say, you know, help me get back on course, that is what his word will do. It'll show me the things that I don't want and, and that I don't want in my life. And what God is interested in doing is going deep down into our spirit. God likes to go into the, to the areas of our life that we don't even realize that we even have an issue. And I'm okay with that because I'd rather God deal with me on a situation when it's a seed versus waiting until it becomes a full oak tree. Because <laughs> then it hurts. You feel the effects of it. But when it's a seed, you know, he's, he, he's okay, let's get this out. I see that's in there. Instead of getting offended or mad at God because he showed it to us, be thankful that the light of the word, have you ever read the word and you've seen something in your life and you thought, wow, whew. you know, it, it really speaks to you because the word is effective and the Bible talks about that. It's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, the, wor the word says. It goes deep it's into our spirits and it divides those things in our life that we don't need. And so as a person who is, you know, asking, do I have joy in my life? Do I need the word to ensure that I stay on the path to having, um, having that word in my life? The light unto my path. And I just love that. And God, we have lots of scriptures on paths, so we won't go into that. But in Psalms 119, 130, it says, the entrance and unfolding of your words give life. I love that. The entrance and unfolding of your word gives light. And we need light. This is a dark world we're living in right now. And we need the light of the word in our lives guiding us so that we can be people of joy and have that confidence that God is faithful to his promises and faithful to keep his word, which he is. I love this one in Psalms 19.8. It says, the precepts of the Lord is right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. See, his word will open up things in your life that you may not even realize they were there. And it'd be wise for you to say, God, show me these things now while they're just developing so I can get them out of my life before they become full grown. Because once something's become full grown, guess what happens? Um, I notice it. You notice it. The neighbor notices it. The people that you're witnessing to, they notice it. But when it's so small that it's still a seed, God can get those. He can reach deep down into your spirit, and he can take that, and it's just you and God that knows about it. It's pretty powerful. It's like taking that thing into the holy of holies, into the inner court, and God say, you know, man, take this from my life before somebody else sees it. This is wrong. I, sh I shouldn't have this in my heart. And there's all kinds of things that we can we can, we can ask God to take from it. It's a very personal thing, so you have to examine yourself and see where it fits for you. The other thing is to spend time in his presence, which we will be doing tonight. Psalm 1611, very famous scripture that a lot of people quote, the joy of the Lord in your presence is fullness of joy. And it's just the last part of the, the scripture. Um, and in Nehemiah 18, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I always like to put it this way. 
when I get into the manifest presence of God, when I'm in his presence, when he takes me from the holy place into the holy of holies where only you and him and your sacrifice is there, I'm telling you what, that's pretty powerful. And times of refreshing come from the presence of God. And when you get in his presence, he becomes, you know, just everything to you. And you just know, oh gosh, you know, he, the light of the word is showing things that you need to get rid of. And don't be afraid of the things that God shows you that need to get rid of. He will help you. That's what he's there for. That's how you can tell the difference between him and the enemy. Because the enemy wants to take things from your life and destroy you while he's doing it. But God will take things from your life or take the things that you want to give him anyway, and he will restore you while he's doing them. And there's a huge difference. And so when the enemy is trying to take something from you, he doesn't want to leave you uh, without uh, any kind of noticeable damage. He wants you to be damaged because he knows how important your witness and light to the world is. And mine is too. So... We have to stay in the spirit of praise as well. That's so important. And I think that's why we were, you know, we were singing that song, you know, there's, there is uh, joy in the house of the Lord today. And I'm not going to be quiet. You know, I'm going to shout out your praise. There's joy in my house, in my home, in my temple, in my tabernacle, in God's house, in our house, collectively. And we shouldn't be quiet. We should shout out his praise. Because we're, we're not saying we're just happy. See, we're not saying we're just happy. We're saying we have joy and it's overflowing and it's abundant. And, and I'm telling you what, I am connected to the vine and nothing's going to pull me away from it. You are sharing your testimony to the world and they see that. Listen, people want to know, how can you have joy in a time like this? Is it even appropriate to even be happy with all the stuff that's going on? Well, if it wasn't, then I think God would have said, my joy will remain in you until something happens. And then when something happens, it'll be gone. <laughs> I didn't read that anywhere. Did anybody read that? Because that's not what he says. My joy is going to remain in you so that your joy will be full to overflowing. And so we'll have many opportunities to display that kind of joy. And so we need to stay in a spirit of praise. We need to worship him because joy helps us in our personal praise. When you have that inward joy in your life, it helps us. Psalms 42, 4 says, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with me, I had... For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise. This is David. So he said, when I remember these things, what was he remembering? Whew. Just think back the things that you need to remember in your life. That goodness, the things that God has done for you. You can't dwell on the evilness of this world. It'll bring you down, and that's what the enemy wants you to do. We have a call. Yes, we have to pray and seek God for those and for the world. That's definitely what we need to do. 
but we don't have to lose our joy and our peace and our strength because if we're not strong, how are we going to win any kind of battle? How are we going to go in and fight the things that we need to fight? How could we even have a good fight of faith if we are so weak we don't have any strength? So that joy is so important. And so David says, you know, I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise. So would it be neat if Sunday morning we all just came into the house of God with a voice of joy and praise? Wow. I mean, could you just imagine what it would be like? We'd just be dancing in here. with a vo- And not just because we're, we're trying to show emotion. We could be happy but because we have this inward joy that everything's going to be okay. God's got it under control. I believe it when he said, I hung the stars. I didn't see you there, Janet. I hung them. I named them. I was there. You know, just think about how awesome God is. Psalms 43, 4 says, Then will I go to the altar of God unto God. My exceeding joy upon the harp, and I will praise him. I love Psalms because we've been going through it. We're going to get to go through it quite a bit, so we should have it memorized, right? When we stay connected to God, who is our true source, then we have all that we need in every situation. We can overcome. We can be full of overflowing joy. We can be at peace. When the winds and the storms come, because we know that we are making wise decisions, because doing that, I believe we're going we're gonna to witness one of the greatest harvests that we've ever seen in these last days. And tell me this, it's very important. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 30, uh, 11:30, he says, "The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life." And he who wins souls is wise. And one interpretation says, he who captures souls for eternity. I love that version of it, is wise. And that's what I want to do. I want my joy to be so full that it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I have been through. What is going to matter is the moment that I'm in now, and I definitely want to own that moment in the things of God because he is so, so good. So tonight, that is all I have, and so tonight we'll have an opportunity to go before his courts with thanksgiving and praise and and a time of prayer that we can pray for our nation and for our families and for our friends and for those that are broken. We can pray, but we can also seek God And ask him, I need to stay connected to you. Help me stay connected to you so that I can have that love and joy that I need in my life. And be so strong for you and be part of what you are doing in these last days. So will you join me? And then uh, will you put some music on? Thanks, Dan.